Amen. We worship Him this morning.
You've never done it in the first place, oh God. It is what's making us so happy today, oh God. That Heavenly Father, oh God, we are justified, oh God. That we are sons and daughters of God, Heavenly Father, through grace, oh God. Heavenly Father, it is not the works that you have done, oh God. When we sing the songs of Zion, oh God, it reminds us how, with the love of God, oh God. Because Heavenly Father, Brother Brenham says, oh God, God so loved the world that Heavenly Father, he said his only begotten son, oh God. He says, Heavenly Father, love has got an action in it, oh God. Heavenly Father, that's why, oh God, when you say you love your wife, you marry your wife, oh God. Because love has got an action, oh God. Oh God, we just want to thank you for your love that's got an action, oh God. Heavenly Father, even in this end time, oh God, you are moving your bride up higher and higher, oh God. You are moving them from glory to glory, oh God. You are moving them from strength to strength, oh God. I just want to thank you, oh God. Heavenly Father, that Heavenly Father, you are moving, oh God. That Heavenly Father, when the world seems hopeless, oh God. That Heavenly Father, there are people getting ready to leave, oh God. For Heavenly Father, oh God, people that were left, oh God, they said, Enoch worked with God, and he was not seen, oh God. Heavenly Father, he was the forefruit, oh God. Even, oh God, we are the children of God, of Enoch, oh God. The children that are going to walk with God and never be seen, oh God. Oh God, one of these rays, one of these days, oh God, there's going to be a body change, oh God. Hey God, there's going to be, oh God, oh God, a rapture, oh God. And Heavenly Father, we thank you that Heavenly Father, you chose us, oh God. For Heavenly Father, to fulfill that part of the scripture, oh God. Even this morning, oh God, we just want to thank you and say, Heavenly Father, we can feel your presence is here, oh God. Heavenly Father, we're not going to invite you to come because you're already here, oh God. We're going to say, Heavenly Father, oh God, may you touch each and every one of us, oh God, in a way you've never touched before, oh God. May you walk within us, oh God, in a way you've never walked before, oh God. So that, Heavenly Father, when we are gone, oh God, from the assembly, oh God, we know that, Heavenly Father, the Almighty God came down and he touched us, oh God. Because the songwriter saw God, the songwriter says, He touched me. He touched me, oh God. Oh, and he says, Oh, the joy that floods my soul, oh God. For Heavenly Father, the only Christian joy is for God to be in contact with us, oh God. It's nothing else, oh God. But Heavenly Father, it's a relationship between you and us, oh God. Heavenly Father, oh God, as you have prepared your service, oh, your servant, oh God. Heavenly Father, oh God, that is going to minister unto us, oh God. May you just minister, oh God, according to our needs, oh God. Heavenly Father, oh God, so we can be stronger Christians, oh God. We just want to say, oh Heavenly Father, and also brothers, Kusan is leading us with songs of Zion, oh God. May also give him the strength, oh God. May also give him the power, oh God. We just want to say, oh God, carry on, oh God. With us, we pray in Jesus Christ's name. No Zona, 
Amen. Let's give God a hand of praise once more. As everybody uh, will be collecting the offerings, let's say, Om CDC, we're only timber now. Om CDC, Om CDC.
And then while he is still coming, we've got a prayer request here from Brother Phineas that is having a headache. And then I'm told here that Sister Stoll also will be going to hospital due to some illness condition tomorrow. When we pray for the offering, we remember the two in prayer. God bless you. Lugu <laughs> Zogwenza <laughs> 
May the Lord God bless you. And then Sister Karina Williams, uh, God bless you. Where is she? God bless you. And then all of you, you are most welcome. Mm. So you don't give yourselves a round of applause. And then um, I'm told here, uh, uh, so, the granny wants to be baptized today. Amen. So, yeah, so we will baptize um, after the service. And then, so God bless you, Koko. And then, uh, last but not least, yeah, uh, just a reminder about our conference at Beach in December. The conference starts on the 26th and until the 28th. So it will start on a Friday and then on a, and until on Sunday. So let us try and see our trustees about the arrangements for accommodations. Transport and so and hopefully let us meet at Petrut in December. September what is December. And then it's our custom as believers. 
that we always go for our conference. It's a custom for the ZCCs to go to Moria. You know, even if they don't have money, they've got money to go to Moria. It's, a, it's, it's known that in, in, in Good Friday and go to Moria. September. Yeah, so, it's a, so also it must be a custom to us that uh, during Good Friday and Christmas we attend our services. And then just a reminder again for our Dear brother here is waiting on the 25th of October. And then let us support our brother here. Yeah, if you've got anything you can sing for him, it's alright. And then just by your presence also is appreciated if you are there. So God bless you all. <clears throat> so um, let us stand on our feet once more. While our dear precious pastor will come and Give us the way forward this morning. Let us just sing any worshiping song.
you richly brothers and sisters I would like to greet you all in the name of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ uh, you may just take your seats briefly it's a great pleasure to be here in Vidbank just to have a, a brief time of fellowship with the saints of like precious faith I would like to appreciate uh, uh, Pastor Madiba for the invitation. And indeed, we have known each other for probably close to 10 years. And uh, I appreciate uh, the fine spirit that your pastor has. And also this wonderful atmosphere at the church. Uh, we're also happy to see brother called brother Motlaibi. I think uh, he should make efforts to return home. <laughs> because they, they originate from our country, just in a, a village called Madinare, close to Silibia Pico town. And we already have a church plot there. It's waiting for people to come to the faith. <laughs> so I, it was a pleasure to meet him because his father uh, told me about eight years ago that they come from originally from Botswana. So therefore, at the same time, we know we are just on transit. We really come from above. 
and some are going back. We have come to make a U-turn here. <laughs> so some are making a U-turn via South Africa, via Zimbabwe, via United States, via uh, England, mm-hmm. via Australia. And we are so thankful to God. He is the one that made us to see this light of the evening time. Uh, also, it's uh, wonderful that I've been able to come with my wife. We often travel together. Uh, for the last uh, almost close to 17 years of our marriage. So she's been a great companion to me. And our four children also by the grace of God we couldn't come with not even with number four maybe another time God will make a way because they are, they are in school they are opening on Tuesday and we just thank God for the way he works at this time I would like to highlight that we, we don't have anything new. All that we can ever say, Elijah has already said it. And uh, we, our, our fellowship together is more like Elizabeth and Mary. Each one had had their own experience. Both of them had had angelic visitation. They had a testimony of the words they received from a, a mighty angel Gabriel. So when they met, it was, I met an angel. And he told me these words. The other one says, and me too. I met an angel. And he told me these words. So their fellowship, it was that they had had similar experiences but in different two places. When they came together, they had something similar to share. My brother, my sister, we have had angelic visitation in the end time. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We have received the message of the seventh angel. We also know the mighty angel came down with an open book. And we know that seven angels came from eternity. Swiftly, blessed be the name of the Lord. For the seals to be opened. So we have something, something to share together. Amen. However, I, I would say my, my favorite services that I've ever attended is when I'm seated down and listening to another preacher. It's always very sweet. Say amen to someone else. And when you have to preach, you are nervous for days. No matter how long you have been preaching, it's not an easy task. Because we have to speak the right words to someone's wife. 
which is the wife of Jesus Christ. We can speak haphazardly. Blessed be the name of the Lord. May the good Lord bless you richly and God bless you. Pastor and his family. And all the office bearers in this assembly. Amen. Maybe at this time we could stand on our feet. Let's open our Bibles to Deuteronomy 19. Deuteronomy 19. Deuteronomy 19, Deuteronomy 19, verse 14, says, Deuteronomy 19, verse 14, Thou shalt not remove thy neighbor's landmark, which them of old time have set in thine inheritance, which Shall, shall thou, which thou shalt inherit in the land that the Lord thy God giveth thee to possess it. Deuteronomy 27, verse 17. Deuteronomy 27, verse 17. It says, Cast he be, be he that removeth his neighbor's landmark, and all the people shall say, Amen. Bagakaleri swe o sosa, isi kongwa ne, somakelwa ne wake, bonge abandu bayogusho, uti, Amen. Proverbs chapter 22. Inwati ezaka, isashuko 22. Proverbs chapter 22. Verse 28. Or verse 28. Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Uti, unga su, si, isi kongwane, esi dala, uyito, abasimisileyo. Proverbs 23, verse 10. That's the next chapter. Proverbs 23, verse 10. Remove not the old landmark and enter not into the fields of the fatherless. Amen. Now realize in 22, chapter 22, it says ancient landmark. In chapter 23, it says old landmark. Chapter 22, Father, we come before your presence, O oh God. We thank you for your kindness that has brought us together this morning. And that your presence in being here this morning, for you promised where two or three are gathered, we shall be amongst them. And we pray, Father, may you speak to us in a special way, visit us in a special way, O oh God. 
the word of life of God break it before us that Lord Jesus Christ may stay our faith Amen. that Lord we, you only identified yourself by the breaking of the bread after the resurrection yes. we believe you will do the same for us this morning we pray Father asking that may you touch your people heal those that might be broken hearted and heal those that are going through different situations through the preaching of your word of God we pray, Father, ask you for this believing it's granted in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. May be seated. Well, this morning, brothers and sisters, maybe for just for a few moments, I, 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 I'm not the preacher that preaches long. God is a God of variety. Some preachers... Uh, People say they, they do it the Mike Tyson style. While people are still paying to go into the sports complex, they hear the fight is over. Amen. Then others, God has given them to take a bit of time. It's a God of variety. And we should appreciate that. Now, this morning we want to speak on the borders and the landmarks, the landmarks of our inheritance. The borders and the landmarks of our inheritance. We really have an inheritance. It's an incorruptible inheritance. It's an inheritance that the world cannot take away from us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, this land of Canaan was a real physical land that existed. It was not a myth. It had borders. According to Genesis 15, it had landmarks that when they arrive there, they will be able to identify they are within the borders of their inheritance. This land is probably one of the most, most fought over real estate in the world up to today. Yet, this land is. Uh, it's more like a desert. It looks useless by the eyes of men. But what makes the Arabs to fight with the Jews over it? When Africa can just give them a, a, a peace twice their land and say, Arabs, come and live here. I believe it's because God put his name there. God chose the people of Israel. And he placed his name in the temple in Jerusalem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, according to Genesis 15, before even Isaac was born, God already gave the parameters, the borders, and the landmarks of the, the land of the future children of Abraham. The land was designated. Before the owners were even born. Your place in the body of Christ was already designated before the foundation of the world. Before you were even born in this body of flesh. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
Now, the amazing thing about this land, when you follow it, the Bible will tell you that it's a land that vomits its inhabitants. That's according to Leviticus chapter 18. That the children of Israel, when they get to that land, God says to them in Leviticus 18, says if you do the things you are doing in Egypt, this land pass up. As they say in Africans, pass up. Amen. God says to them, it will vomit you out. And indeed, one day it vomited them to Assyria. Another time it vomited them to Babylon to become kings. And later on it vomited them to all nations of the world. Because it's a land that vomits its inhabitants. If they don't follow the principles of the God of that land. This message, my brother, my sister, it vomits people out. If they play around with it, it throws one to Babylon. Another one falls back to Egypt because you cannot live anyhow in this message. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now the prophet of God says Canaan does not represent the age of the millennium. It only represents the age of the overcomer. The dispensation of overcoming. Because in Canaan they killed and burned and took cities. So it represents the age of the overcomer. That's another uh, explanation of the prophet. Another one. Now, after you are in, when you are in that Canaan, in that, land, that don't mean you are free from war. You still have to fight every inch of ground that you stand on and defend your inheritance. So, see, Canaan did not represent the great heaven. Because it's war and troubles and killings and fightings and so forth. But Canaan did represent this, he says. It represents that it must be, we must have a perfect work with him. It's another from another angle that's the prophet bringing it out. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Then in another message he explains. Uh, I read here. Says, How many read back in Deuteronomy? Uh, it says one. There where the spies went out and tasted the things from Canaan. Which Canaan is not the type of the millennium. How many know that? Says Canaan is not a type of the millennium. Because they had wars, fightings, killings, and everything else. Says the type, Canaan type, the Holy Ghost. Egypt is the world out there. But Canaan is your position in the Holy Ghost. That's what it represents. 
In another message, this is 1965, Invisible Union of the Bride and the Groom. Paragraph 193 and 194, the prophet says. That's right, the new anointed word of their age yeah. for their day. Yeah, but is so can we be thankful as pilgrims like Abraham separated ourselves from the things of the world all of our associates Abraham was a pilgrim God has separated us from all dead religions since I'm speaking across the nation now all dead creeds and to what where has God separated us and to what has he separated us he has separated us and opened unto us a new land a new message for this now he also gives to us after the mystery of God was unveiled after the seven seals were opened says God is, has opened to us a new land a new message before us amen and you glad, my brother. And that you are no longer in Egypt. Now watch. The position of Canaan or Israel today in relation to Egypt. Egypt is below Israel. And that Israel is more like northwards. And then towards the east, one of the borders of this land, according to Genesis 15, was the river Cain of, of, of Euphrates. And beyond Euphrates was Babylon. Now, if Egypt is below us, it's under us. The world is under your feet. Sin is under your feet. Sickness is under your feet. Well, according to Ephesians, we have been raised with Christ. And we sit in heavenly places. Above all power, above all principalities. Everything under our feet. We have been raised to a level, to a place where even witches cannot reach. So if a believer says, I'm being bewitched, we will just say, brother, migrate from where you are spiritually. Where Christian is, they cannot reach where you are. Amen. Blessed be the name of the I Lord. Way goes. That's why one time uh, in one church, I believe it's, it's in, in, in Zimbabwe, in, in one church there, wonderful fellowship. Uh, the church was singing wonderful songs just before the preaching. And just by the door, a man drops down. And collapses. And they wonder where has he come from? They never saw him walking 
from inside, neither from outside. And then, uh, uh, with his, like he's in a trance, like, and then he says, where am I? So this brother, unconsciously just says, Harare, Zimbabwe. And the man starts crying. He says, you What am I going to do? They say, what do you mean? Since I live in Botswana, I work in Zambia, and I was just flying over here on transit. But when he crossed, over the, the church of the living God the aviation system of witchcraft failed because it is a no-fly zone and everything crash landed and the deacons called him aside they said what exactly do you mean he says I am a witch I was just knocking off now what am I going to do? It looks like that plane doesn't wait for you. Oh, we thank God, my brother, my sister. Then when we are in heavenly places, Egypt is under your feet. Sickness is under your feet. All dominion, all spirits are under your feet. That's why you should never be afraid of the devil, my brother, my sister. Because we are more than conquerors through Christ. Now watch this, brothers and sisters. God calls them out of Egypt to come into Canaan. And later, when you follow the scriptures, the book of Daniel, and you come to the book of Nehemiah, and the book of Ezra, God calls them now out of Babylon back to the land of Canaan. Now, as you are gathered here this morning, some of you, this message called you out of Egypt into Canaan. Some of you were in denominations that called you out of Babylon into Canaan. But now, watch this. I just want to try to encourage you to show you your position. And how we should not be intimidated by Satan. Because when you are in Canaan, Egypt is under you, it's below you. Now, if you are in Canaan, and Pharaoh tries to control you, in Canaan, and he's the king of Egypt himself. You will say, Mr. Pharaoh, King Pharaoh, do you know geography? Your jurisdiction and your authority ends at the border. Here in Canaan, you are not my king. When I was inside your jurisdiction, your, your landmarks and your borders, you could have authority over me. But now my tent is no more pitched there. I have moved, I have migrated. I have come to a new land. I have come to a land that for me is eating habitat. And in the land where I am, you are no longer my king. 
The Lord God of Israel is the king of my life where I am. Therefore, Mr. Pharaoh, your commands are misplaced. I will not listen to any of any command from your mouth. I will not obey your instructions. Because where I am, I have another king. He is the king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. Because you have changed places. Amen. Satan should not intimidate you when you are now sealed into Christ. When he tries to confuse you or whatever, you used to be my king. Eh? History is done and gone. But now I moved to another place. And as far as I can see the borders and the landmarks of my inheritance where I am, I don't see you in the picture here. Amen. Yes. I don't see you in the picture. Because you are not my king. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, let's just illustrate it to make it a bit simple. If we are driving from here, we are going to Haburoni, which is uh, roughly about 450 kilometers from here. somewhere... Maybe before, after Pretoria, we see a, a roadblock, traffic roadblock by the police. And we stop. Or before we stop, we see it's Cretan Botswana Police Service. The cars, Botswana Police Service, Botswana Registration Number. We are not under obligation to stop. Because... Obviously, it's fake. If we stop, it will be out of patriotism. To go and whisper to the officers to say, stop shaming us. This is South Africa. You are outside your borders, you are outside your landmarks. You have no authority, no jurisdiction. Whatsoever to mount a roadblock here. Please stop shaming us, take your things and go. But we are also police officers. Yes, you are. But we stand a certain space. Blessed be the name of the Lord. My brother, my sister, we have moved from Canaan, from Egypt. We have moved into a new land. Let us be able to face the enemy and tell him that I will not take your instructions. Because many times the devil wants to keep us under martial law. He wants to keep us under a curfew. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not eat eat Saza. Saza. Thou shalt not eat meat. Thou shalt not this. Thou shalt not sleep less than four hours. Thou shalt not this. From Satan, eh? But I thought the Bible says in Revelation he has made us God Christ has made us kings and priests. And how does a king rule? Because we are kings and priests. A king is not a politician. 
king does not rule by consensus a king does not rule by debate or discussion a king rules by decree a king rules by proclamation a king rules by command he's supposed to turn and face the enemy and say that you are the one that I should tell you thou shalt not Disturb my peace. Thou shalt not dictate to me what I shall eat and what I shall not eat. Thou shalt not dictate to me that I should not do this or do that. Because I am a king and I am a priest. My brother, my sister, we should not allow the enemy to keep us on the run. We are the ones to keep the enemy on the run. But you have to realize you are in Canaan. When you realize you are in Canaan, then the enemy cannot intimidate you. That's why I remember hearing a story of uh, a, a certain bull. It's, it's a cow, it's a pig one, maybe like Brahman or a Brahman bull. Quite huge, you know. But because he did not realize the power it has, there was a little boy who could not even weigh the weight of its front leg. And he was chasing it with a very little stick. And the cow would be sweating. Amen. But the boy, his weight is not even equal to the front leg of the cow. And what is really happening is it's failing to recognize the power that it has. And it's been taken advantage of. In the bride is locked enough power to speak a new world into existence. But sometimes we don't recognize or realize what is in us. Until the devil will be chasing us with a stick and we will be sweating. And when we stop, uh, we are saying, hey, the devil is powerful. City house. Satan is playing a man. Satan is strong. Satan is a man. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord. My brother, my sister, the devil is not a lion. He's just like a roaring lion. He's imitating it. But behold, we have been given power. To tread over scorpions, over serpents. To lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we lose on earth is loosed in heaven. Amen. But we have got to recognize what God has deposited Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, one thing about this land. As you see, the Bible keeps on saying, don't alter the landmarks. Don't shift the old landmarks, the ancient landmarks, or the landmarks set those by those of old time. If someone uh, expanded Israel over into Egypt, so you have a bit of Egypt now in Israel. If you shift uh, the river Euphrates a bit, over into Canaan, you have a bit of Babylon in. Amen. And God says, keep the landmarks as already preset by those of the old time. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
What the devil would want to do is to stretch Egypt over into the message of the hour. So that worldliness comes into the message. It's to stretch a bit of the border with Babylon over into our inheritance. So that a bit of denominationalism also comes in. But when we know the borders and the landmarks of our inheritance, and we know we know what belongs to us. We will be able to say, no, 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 no. The border has been shifted here. Thou shalt not add, thou shalt not subtract from the words of this book. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We keep the landmarks as they are. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Are we still following each other, brothers? Now, if you have a piece of land and there's a quarrel over it, the only thing that can solve it is the issue of the borders and the landmarks. That have been preset before the conflict. Hallelujah. Now, look at this. Or picture this situation. You know the message of the hour? It has exposed to us all our inheritance. Remember Moses before his death? He climbed up to the top of Mount Nebo. He stood upon a rock on Pisgah. The Bible says he saw all the land. God gave him a panoramic view of the entire land of heaven. His eyes beheld the promised land. But he was told, but you cannot enter in. But with us, we don't only see it, but an entrance has been ministered to us. A door has been given to us to enter and possess our But for Moses to see the, the entire land, he had to be standing upon a rock. He moved away from the sandy plains of Moab. And when he was standing upon the rock, then the land came in plain view before him. And the prophet says when he died, there's not even a, a knowledge of the grave of Moses up to today. Because the angels became his pallbearers. And we must move away from the sandy plains of Moab. We have moved from the denominational sandy plains. We stand upon the rock of revelation. When you stand there now, the entire land comes into plain view. What belongs to you, but you can also stretch your feet across and enter into your what belongs to you. Our brothers and sisters, over the years and the centuries, after the, especially after the first church age, denominations began to pile denominational rubble on the landmarks. Which were set by Paul and the other apostles. 
and they were very plain and visible to all. But denominations with their theology, they poured rubble and garbage over the landmarks until the landmarks disappeared. Even a basic thing like baptism became a mystery. And yet Brother Branham says, this one, you don't even need a revelation. Just we need basic human intelligence to see baptism. Because it says baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Which is people are lazy to look for the name. They just go to the river in the name of the the Holy Spirit. Just lazy, that's laziness. Brother Branham says, he says, he says this is staring at your face. That's in the church ages when he speaks on, on Godhead. And it became a mystery. The landmarks disappeared. They were covered with rubble and denominational teachings. It became like the days of Jesus. When he came upon the earth, they had lost the landmarks so much, Israel. Until even prayer was a mystery. Let's go to Luke 18 for you to see it. Look 18. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Verse 9 of Luke 18. And he spake this parable unto Satan, which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Verse 9. Says two men went into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee, the other a publican. Now realize they are praying in the temple. This is not under a tree somewhere. In the temple. The Pharisee student prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are. Extortioners unjust, adulterous, even as this publican. I can, you can imagine two brothers kneeling here. Even as this publican. I fast twice a week, I give tithe of all that I possess. That's his prayer. Sounds like a CV. Eh? Resume. It's like he's gone for an interview, he's telling God what he is <laughs> and what he's capable of doing. Yeah. No reverence, nothing. And these are taught by the scholars of the law. But because there's been no prophet for, for a long time, they've lost the direction, even prayer. That's why the disciples of Jesus says, Master, teach us how to pray. <laughs> because this is the kind of prayers they were hearing all the time. They were hearing this at weddings, at funerals, and at the synagogues. 
This is the kind of prayers they were hearing. Until when Jesus prayed, they say, yeah, that sounds like a prayer. Master, teach us how to pray. And the publican standing afar off would not lift so much his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Says, I tell you, this man went to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be uh, uh, exalted. Priesthood without a prophet. That's what it produces. Priesthood without a prophet. Moses with Aaron without Moses created a golden calf because Moses was up on the mountain beholding the glory of God receiving the Ten Commandments but in his absence the priesthood without a prophet produced a golden calf and the priesthood of the Pharisees and Sadducees in the absence of prophets this is exactly what they produce and denominations without a prophet they have again produced a golden calf scheme but we thank God the bride is a priesthood with a prophet behold I will send to you Elijah Prophet keeps us in line. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now let's realize, brothers and sisters, I have born in before you know that the way. That through these ages, the piled denominational rubble on the landmarks. Along the way, some began to realize all is not well. The landmarks appear wrong. So Luther saw a few landmarks. Preached the just shall live by faith. A revival started. Wesley comes so more landmarks than Luther took it further you must be sanctified another revival but they did not see the entire land the prophet says they were Wesley and Luther were like postmen carrying a letter but without knowing the contents inside just going to deliver the letter but without knowing the contents now we live in a time when the denominations are, are multiplying like mushrooms until they've run out of names now. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, another church will be called uh, uh, the Donkey Zion Church. And if the tree Moses saw Benny, if we got to know the name, there would have been a church with its name, with the name of that tree. <laughs> 
Amen. So now you see someone is in assemblies of God. Along the way they feel like no, the landmarks are not right. Now realize this is a blind age. Now think of a blind man also in darkness trying to identify the landmarks. So the blind man says, oh, things are wrong here. This is not right. Then he goes, yeah, I found the new landmarks, the real ones now. Then he pulls out of assemblies of God, of faith mission, then he calls his church back to God ministries. Back to God ministries. <laughs> but remember, it's a blind man in darkness trying to identify the new the real landmarks. Can you trust a blind man telling you he has found the real landmarks and it's also in darkness? And in his group, after a while, they say, no, things are not right here. The landmarks are not correct. Another blind man within there, in darkness, also goes, yeah, I found them. Start a new church. Christ Embassy Ministry. Christ Embassy Ministry. And within there, another one, blind man in darkness, tries to identify the landmarks. And after a while, he says, Yes, I found them. Spirit Embassy Ministries. Spirit Embassy Ministries. And after a while, another one within there says, Oh, the landmarks are not correct. Things are not right. But this must be in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Says, I have found it now. Yeah, I have found it. The Church of Synagogue or Synagogue Church of Nations. Synagogue. Synagogue of all things. Amen. Synagogue of the Jews who rejected Jesus. Amen. <laughs> That's why the denominations keep on multiplying because there's blind people trying to identify the landmarks. But my brother, my sister, I know with, with us Africans, we identify landmarks by physical features like trees and rivers. Things like house numbers are not much of us. Even when there's a house number and it's a town. Do you know such a murula tree? You go down, you cross a little river, you see a rock which is grey. Then turn left and grey. You see some beautiful children playing football there. Now when the children are not there, you don't know how you'll arrive. Amen. Amen. Then you see an ESCOM uh, transformer. Hey, the description will be so much until you get lost before you start your journey. <laughs> so we are in t- now in the absence of trees and rocks, how do you know the landmarks? If the, doc- the document has already recorded the coordinates. To identify landmarks, you need a specialist. You need a person with technical knowledge. Someone called a surveyor. And he comes with special equipment. And he says, yes, according to this document, and according to my equipment, your corner is here. The one that you couldn't find, it's here. 
The other one, according to your document, it is already done and written and signed. The other corner is here. He's not taking chances. And he, 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 he is he's not a blind man. And it's not dark. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And we thank God that God sent us a spiritual surveyor. When almost everything in the Bible had become a mystery. Here comes Elijah. Here comes a prophet. And a prophet is a seer. And remember the evening light is shining already. So a man who is a seer with the surveying equipment within himself. He was able to identify the landmarks of our inheritance. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, he zoomed this way. The Godhead came up. He zoomed the other way. Baptism came into plain view. He zoomed another way. All the seals came into plain view. We have an open book before us. Amen. All the mystery of God is unveiled. Whether you understand all things or not is a different thing. But as far as the word is concerned, the entire mystery of God is finished. That's why we don't expect another Elijah. Because Elijah was not a forerunner of a forerunner. He was a forerunner of the coming of the Lord Jesus. If there's another of the Elijah, it breaks the scriptural pattern. After John the Baptist, it was the Christ. After Elijah, it is the Christ having preeminence in his body. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, isn't the Lord wonderful, my brother, my sister? Amen. Aren't you thankful we can now see the land in plain view? All the landmarks are exposed to us. Not in part. But as a whole. Now, why is it that you could not stay in the churches you used to be in? You felt like you wanted to be a Christian within your pool. And you went to ZCC. They told you to buy some white shoes. And their solo was made from recycled tires. I think we should uh, leave the, recyc- the recycling, recycling project to the municipalities and to environmentalists. Then some khaki, some khakis, khaki color, uniform, a head like the old time policeman. The whole thing is a perversion of efficiency, six, a blessed breastplate of righteousness, not of silver. Helmet of salvation, not of plastic and fabric. Shoes with readiness to preach the gospel. Tractor tire shoes. And he went there with a desire to serve God. They told you for you to really feel God and that you have arrived. They told you Jesus is here. He said, jump high. Hey, jump until you cost a lot of soil erosion. Amen. 
until one, one brother says, How many photos if, if all the ZCCs in Sadek region who, who are in millions, if they jump at once, will have an F tremor. Because their shoes are heavy. <laughs> you jump and jump. And after a while, you felt like, but where is he king of the Jews? You are like the wise man looking for where he is born. And then you marched out, you went to another one. They told you he's here. Seventh-day Adventist. Then they told you if you sing like an angel, you'll feel his ear, you'll experience him. Then he began to sing like a robot. So methodology, method, methodical, amen. So systematic. But after a while, you felt like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Then you marched out, you went to another one. They said, oh, if you can speak with tongues. He spoke with tongues. Some which are even fake. Like the Zionist, Zionist one, which uh, sometimes a mixture of mathematics, a bit of Zulu, a bit of Africans. As I say, Zionist is mathematics is Zulu. Someone says one, two, three, sa kolo kolo sa pagati. It's not tans. One, two, three, sa kolo kolo sa pagati. He didn't use a corona lesson. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then maybe he spoke with others that. Uh, sounds more like Japanese and Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> they told you, when you speak with tongues, you'd, you'd have met him. He's here. After a while, your heart, something in your heart says, Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> and you must out, my brother, my sister. <laughs> and maybe you went to. Uh, maybe you went to a church like uh, Church of Christ or Baptist. And they taught you scriptures until you became a, a religion. I don't know. You almost became a scribe. But after a while, you felt like, but where is he? Where is he? And you kept on moving on. Because in your heart, something was saying, he's not here. He's not here. The wise men will not settle until they are where he is. No matter how long their journey becomes, they will not settle until they have arrived where he is. Where they went, they went via Jerusalem. And he was not in Jerusalem. They went all the way until they got to Bethlehem of Judah. Not just Bethlehem, but Bethlehem of Judah. Because when you go to the Old Testament, there was another Bethlehem of Ephratite. Amen. There's Bethlehem of Judah. Amen. And when they got there, the star was so accurate. It over the house. Below the star was the Christ. In the house with Mary. She was no, he was no longer a baby in a manger. The Bible says he was now a young child. Because it was almost two years from the time of his birth. That's why the Bible says they found Mary and the young child, not the baby in a manger. That's why some, some Christmas cards they draw Jesus in a manger and the wise man giving gifts. When Jesus is a baby in a manger, it's not correct. The shepherds found him as a baby. 
in a manger. But the wise men, the Bible says, they found him as a young child. That's why Herod says, kill those who are two years and below. So the prophet says he must have been about two years of age. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So you came all the way. Amen. And you were able to feel like this. the landmarks are not correct. Whether ZCC, whether an SDA, whether AFM, whether Assemblies of God, whether you're PC, whether Baptist, you felt like the landmarks here is not the land of Canaan. But one day, when you pumped into this message, something registered within you. Something clicked. And you felt like, I have arrived. This is it. Amen. That's why if someone leaves the message, where shall they go? Because there's no higher revelation than the message. The life is in the message. The power is in the message. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because the life moves you to the stage of the plant. The life moves with the stage of development of a plant. Plant the seed, it germinates. Life in the shoot, life in the stock. Then it becomes the shark, the life crowds around there. Finally, the seed manifests. When the seed is manifested, all the life is concentrated on the seed. Then everything else dies. The life is in the seed. And you cannot reverse the life from the seed back to the stock. You cannot revive a denomination and change a denomination with this message. That's why you come to Revelation 17 and Revelation 18. Then God says, come out of here, my people. Don't be partakers of her sin. Because you cannot change Catholicism the mystery Babylon with this message. Someone has got to come out into the message. Because you cannot reverse the life from where it is traveling down to the lower stages of the development of the plant. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Said the Lord wonderful tonight. Amen. Now, everything in that land is yours. When you own a piece of land, you South Africans, all the minerals here belong to your country. Minerals, where's we no matter how much Botswana can envy your platinum, no, my Botswana is outside their borders. They just say, they just say, okay. okay. and maybe just go something else, say something else out of sour grapes. But it's outside, they cannot even fight over it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And every promise in the book is yours. Every chapter, every verse. Let me just read something here from uh, the prophet. Father, the hour has come. Message, he says, Jehoshaphat had purposed in his heart to see the Lord and cling to the things that his father David did at the beginning. Says, I like the word at the beginning. In other words, he says he 
went back to the old landmarks. When they would clean the roads. Says it will be good for all of us to return to the old landmarks. And clean up the roads. Says what would happen today? Says I'm talking to supposedly Pentecostal people here this afternoon. What would happen if the church went back to the original old landmark? Says to talk about cleaning up. There will really be one. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Says there will certainly be a, a, a change taking place. People will not will be will start acting different, dressing different and talking different, and all together a different church. Because they are going back to the original landmarks, the ancient old landmarks that were set by those who were before us. And the prophet says, Prophet Oti shows us that uh, uh, things would be different. And he says, look at this church of Ephesus. Says when they are told, remember when art thou fallen and return. Says they had forgotten something. He told them to turn in their minds to the point of origin. The origin of the first age was Pentecost. They had fallen from it. They had forgotten the glory and the wonder of it. It was time to go back in mind and then in reality. Now another one, student father, father, the hour has come. He says, the church has to make a stand. The time has come to circumcise the church and call out all this foolishness. The time has come to go back to the old landmarks. The time has come for the outpouring. The time has come for the gathering of the people. The time has come for Jesus to come. The time is here. He will be here soon to give out rewards. Now he comes further here in the message. God's, uh, God's provided way uh, of approach to fellowship. But today our men and our women are getting away from that old They are getting away from the old-fashioned landmarks we used to go by. You've got to go back to the old Pentecostal landmark. What you need here in this valley, as I looked around today, is an old-fashioned, God sent, sky blue sin killing religion. Sky blue sin killing religion. Not sin fainting. I is sin fainting. Not the religion that makes sin to faint and then rise and faint. I but sin killing. With the power of the gospel, back in the church again, back through the blood of Jesus Christ, into fellowship by relationship, by being born again of the spawn of the Holy Spirit, entering into that Pentecostal Shekinah. Says, I am not beside myself. I know what, what, where I am. Oh, but brother or sister, to get cut away into that Shekinah glory, where it is you and God standing, fellowshipping with one another. Now let's realize and remember when Brother Branham talks about Pentecost, he's not talking about the Pentecostal denomination much. Pentecost. It's an experience that he's talking about. Amen. Now let's watch this. Even in nature, 
God provided the animals with an instinct of somehow being able to identify their landmarks and know their territory. If your dog is outside its home, you can chase it. Ah, you go, it runs. Once it jumps the fence into, into, into its yard, even if the fence is very little, it turns around now and go ah, towards you. But it was running away from you. But once it's inside its, its territory, within its borders and landmarks, oh, my brother, it begins to know here is my place. I shall not be moved. I cannot be shaken. No. A dog cannot be better than us. Because we are made in the image of God. We are sons and daughters of God. When it's in his place, it knows it has territorial advantage. Because every creature is strong in its place. You are strongest in your place. That's a fact of life. If you go to Zambezi River or Chabe River north of Botswana, there and you have a quarrel with a crocodile, and the crocodile says, My friend, come into the water, let's negotiate. <laughs> ah, surely you'll start moving backwards. <laughs> Not you, crocodile. <laughs> because the crocodile is strongest in the water. <laughs> and when you catch fish, by a river. You pull it to the land because you are strong on the land. And when an eagle snatches its prey, it takes it into the skies because he is undefeatable when he's in the skies. My brother, my sister, when we are in Christ, when we have arrived in Canaan, we have territorial advantage. That's why we can turn and face the enemy you say I shall not move because you know you are not alone the Lord of that land is with you blessed be the name of the Lord when we were small boys you know, looking after goats and cows in the 70s late 70s, 70s sometimes boys will really beat you up there because you are smaller than them go home with a swollen cheek or mouth. Oh. you never tell your parents they just yeah. assume you are kicked by a goat or a cow because if you told them sometimes it feels like you are seizing now one day you are with your big brother and you meet one of those fellows hey. I tell you, you'll, be, you'll perform like you are doing theater performance. <laughs> because you are with a bigger one. Now remember when Jacob obtained the blessings of the firstborn. He did not go in his name. He says, I am Esau, thy firstborn. And the father says, Esau. 
How come you found that animal so quick? But he says, the Lord that. God, your father brought it to me. He's bringing God into his skin. <laughs> says, but your voice is Jacob's voice. <laughs> the senses, five senses, you cannot rely on them. Isaac was blind, so he could not see. This is Jacob. But one sense declared, this is the voice of Jacob. Says, come near, I try the other sense. Let me touch you. It touches him. The other sense is, but you are Jacob. You are Esau. The hair on your skin. You can't rely on the five senses. Amen. There they are conflicting. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, my brother, my sister, and using the name of the firstborn, you obtain the blessings. We don't come in our own name. We come in the name of the firstborn from among the dead. If you ask the Father anything in my name, I shall do it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So when you are with your big brother and you meet that guy, you start dancing before you reach him. He's going to see. No matter how tall he is. You be going like this on his nose. Do like you are doing the other time. Yeah, do like you are doing the other time. Oh, because you have got a bigger personality around you. You are not alone. And my brother, my sister, the devil used to do anything to us. But no, we are with the Lord. David says, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thou art with me. And you can tell the devil, do like you did the other time. Because you know the master will take care. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because you have arrived in the land of Canaan. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, my brother, my sister. There's power in your position. That's why when you follow the journey of the children of Israel, when they passed through Sidon, the Moabites, the Ammonites, they begged for a passage, for a way. May you please allow us to pass. We'll not drink your water. No, no, let's go through the king's highway. But when they reached across Jordan, in Canaan, there was no more begging. Caleb comes to Joshua. Give me my mount. And I'll drive the Canaanites out. The language changed. It was no longer a beggar's language. It was a possessor's language. It was their inheritance. And the Bible says the defense of the Canaanites departed from them. So they were fighting an already defeated enemy. But my brother, they had to claim every inch of ground moving forward. Blessed be the name of the Lord. My brother, my sister, when you are truly born again, your language changes. You are not the type that is ever mourning. And say, oh, the devil is very strong. I don't know why I became a Christian. 
And your face is always sour like you've drank lemon juice. Instead of being baptized with the Holy Ghost, it's like you're baptized with lemon juice. Sad in church, sad at home, sad at work, sad everywhere. No ways, my brother, my sister. We ought to be the happiest people upon the face of the earth. Because when he said, Behold, I'll send to you Elijah, you there is yourself. When Jesus says unto them is not given, but unto you is given to all the mysteries of the kingdom, he meant to you. We ought to be the happiest people no matter what the enemy tries. Amen. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Power in your position. Amanda in the Prophet says, just find your position. Stay in your calling. There's power in your position. Hallelujah. Now let's let's pick on this quickly. Sometimes we even use wrong language. And we say, my disease, my sickness, my stress, my depression, my confusion, is it really yours? Do you have evidence that it's yours? Where did you buy it from? Which supermarket? Is it really yours? Yeah, this cancer, it's our family disease. My grandfather grandfather died of it. My father, my mother, even me, I think this little patch must be it. When you read the the scriptures from cover to cover, the whole book, you don't find Jesus saying, I've told you, my sickness I give unto you. (laughs) <laughs> my sorrow I give unto you my misery I give unto you my depression I give unto you but he says my joy I give unto you my peace I give unto you my love I give unto you my rest I give unto you I am the Lord that healeth thy diseases so anything else it's not him. It's the enemy who has done this. And refuse to sign for it. No, no, I don't sign for this. It's not mine. I never placed an order. I never ordered it. Refuse to sign. Return. The one who brought it will take it back to the original sender. Brother Branham gives that picture. He says, imagine Miss John Doe, she is at home and a a courier company comes. There's a package. And this package, uh, it's written her name. And she looks inside the box. And she sees rattlesnakes. Eh? I imagine a parcel is sent to you. Your name is on it. The address is it. The name is correct. The address is correct. 
But inside, black mamba, ready to strike. Cobra, ready to spit. And puff other, ready to tear. Will you just say, yeah, anyway, it's mine. I'll see what to do with it. So I say, hey, and the postman says, it's yours, it's yours, take it. He will say, sir, I never ordered it. My name might be there, but this is, this is fraud. I never said I needed it. The prophet says in one sense it's yours because your name is there, but in a real sense it's not yours until you sign for it. Says when you refuse to sign, the one who brought it takes takes it back to the original sender. If you sign for it, uh, that demon goes back to hell. I can imagine if they could run like us human beings. He says, Master, another package. We have a loyal customer on earth. <laughs> Come visit another one. Then Then this demon becomes a hell's top distributor. If there were awards, he would win a top distributor award. Anyone, the most loyal customer on earth. But my brother, I believe we should refuse every package from Satan. We should refuse to sign for it. Now, when we have a title deed for your land, and one day you see a, a, a garbage truck come into your yard in reverse. They, they pick garbage from your dustbin, throw it inside. But they go further into your gate, reverse. And then they start tilting <laughs> to offload the garbage in your yard. And you have the documents. No matter whether you are a tiny little lady. You say, hey, excuse me, sir, what is, what is this? What are you doing here? Whether the man is a giant of the stature of Goliath, and you have all the power because it is written. Blessed be the name that this this land, these borders, and these landmarks belongs to so and so. You can say, Excuse me, sir. What are you doing? Says, No, this is land anywhere. I can dump anywhere. Says, hey, excuse me. Try next door. Maybe you are lost. This is a wrong address. Says, No, Pete, you say you can't. I have the power. It is written here. Coordinate so and so, coordinate so and so, and this forest belongs to me. I will summon the law enforcement agents to come and enforce my rights. And the men will, will now put the track in a horizontal position and go out. Oh, when the enemy comes with his things trying to dump on you, just tell him, try next door, you've come to a wrong address. It's not mine. This package is not mine. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because you know where you stand, my brother, my sister. You know who we have believed. Amen. And as we are about to close, let's realize something here that Abraham went outside the landmarks. Abraham, the borders of his land. 
and watch what happened. He started telling lies there. Isaac was not yet born, but Isaac many years later did exactly the same thing. Like his father. Oh, then Jacob was out there with Laban. And then we know he crosses Jordan and then we see the angel of the Lord appear to him on the side of Canaan. Amen. Then you see Naume outside the, the landmarks and the borders of inheritance. And we see what happened to the family. And then Israel and Egypt look at the peril they went through outside their landmarks. The borders of their inheritance. They were not safe. They were vulnerable. Outside the message, you are not safe. Outside Christ, you are vulnerable. Outside the word, you are insecure. Because the word is a devil-proof fortress. And you can take the prodigal son. He leaves uh, the original place, the original landmarks and his inheritance. Uh, the landmarks and the borders of his inheritance. If we were to dramatize him and maybe he was a modern youth, he wished uh, his parents could die and they would not die. Maybe he prayed a bit, they would not die. If his father was sick and in hospital, whenever you would go and check on him, he's not checking on how quick he is to how close he is to recovery. He's checking how close he is to the grave. Because he really wants inheritance at by all means. Like today, people fight for inheritance when the owner is still alive. <laughs> Once all the cows are going to be mine. When they go and check, they are checking how close, he, how close they are from taking the things they never worked for. And I, I imagine that he felt like his parents were living so long. Then I can imagine if he was a modern youth, he would have come with his cap facing backwards. And with this thing, I don't know whether to call it the trousers, but it refused to be a trousers, it refused to be a short, it's halfway. I see pedal something and Pedal, so just below the knees. Yeah, can imagine him with uh, sneaker shoes and, and walking with the trousers halfway fallen. And coming to the father and Hi, my man, what's up? Give me what belongs to me. The father tried to reason with him. He gave him. They tried. They gave him. And I can imagine him going into his sports car. And then a removal truck like Elliot or humans was packed outside to load his items if it was a modern day. And he phones his friends if it was today with cell phones. Says, guys, get ready, the millionaires about to arrive. Phone into the far country. Goes with two, three credit cards, and accounts full. Goes wearing a designer suit, designer shoes, designer shirt, and designer tie, designer hat. All was still well for him. And he reaches then, amasses a large number of friends. Because the Bible says in Proverbs, wealth maketh many friends. They are friends who are really your friends. They are friends who are not your friends, but they are friends of what you own. 
When you lose the things you have and you go through a difficult time, only the true friends remain. The others were friends of you because of the car you drive, the house you own. Friends of convenience. But we, have, we thank God we have a friend who sticketh with us closer than a brother. What a friend we have in Jesus. Even when are, things are going tough in your life, he's still your friend. When you are up on the mountain, he's still your friend. When you are down in the valley, he's still your friend. The God, the God of the mountain is still God in the valley. And I imagine him arriving there. Oh, friends gathering and rioters living. Then they engage in rioters living. He was a perennial merrymaker. Party every Friday. And at the beginning, no, no, bring your own. He was saying, Are you my, you my poor guys? I'll buy for you. Go into a pub and tell the bar lady, close the door. All of you here, poor guys, choose whatever you want. And the friends would be now in there. You know, Kabola Church, the, the bar church. We call it Kabola Church. Oh, it's an amazing church. It's an amazing congregation. No one goes around with the speaker and say, Come to the bar, come. But they just come. Even if they vomit alcohol or chibuko on one another, tomorrow they are back again. But in church, sometimes someone stops fellowship and says, Brother, so and so did not speak to me nicely. Really? Where you are going, is everybody going to speak to you? Well? No, 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 no. It will not be that someone is already backslidden. He's just looking for an excuse. If you pass near a mud wall, you just cough and the wall falls. You never touch it. And the owner starts telling you, you, brought the, you destroyed my wall. <laughs> It was already falling. Even if I didn't pass that, the wall was going to fall. And there are people in churches who are always waiting for a way out. And their hearts, they are already backslidden. And they are looking to accuse someone else. My brother, my sister, I believe when you have met Christ and experienced him in the power of his resurrection, nothing can separate you from the love of God. No sorrow. Misery, no house talks to you. You will remain standing ever. Now you can imagine this young guy. The friends will be saying, Yeah, we are going to vote to him. MP of the area. He says, I'm not a citizen, I'm a foreigner in this country. He says, We are going to change the constitution when they allow change. They are going to be our, even our president. Friends we And his material possession began to diminish. Money finished. This finished. That finished. Friends also were finishing with the things. <laughs> diminishing in number. Finally, his friends were the pigs. 
from human beings to pigs. The far country is cruel. Because the friends were friends of convenience. They were not genuine. They were opportunists. And as soon as these material possessions ended, they showed up their car. There he is now with the pigs as they were eating. And he began to remember the land of his origin. Remember the landmarks of his inheritance. The borders of his father's place. And he came to his senses. And he began to say, I shall return and go to my father's house. And he did not only say it, but he stood up and acted upon what he said. I can imagine him as we are closing, going back, the complexion had changed. No more, no soap. The teeth, some out, some yellow to brown, no toothpaste, the body is stinking, no lotion. The designer shoes, now they were holes. The, the toes were showing. The heel of the shoe was finished until it was about 60 degrees inclination. Ah, the shirt which was, was white was now close to brown. And tattered and holes. The trousers, it was like rats ate it up. I can imagine his body had shrunk. And I imagine his knees knocking each other. And I can imagine him going. If it was today, he would have been singing, I've wandered far away from home. Now I am coming home. And then occasionally lean on a tree because he's so malnourished and, and stuffed almost to death. Then he walks a little bit. Then he stops. Yes, he had wasted time away from his inheritance away from his father's house but the fa- he knew he had the father's house there's love, there's peace there's mercy there's no grudges in the father's house there's forgiveness and the father's waiting for him remember the place of the old landmarks his original place then the father sees a figure coming sees the height looks like his son's height but the body but the way the legs move yeah, they look like the way they walk in the church. And the father stretched out his hand. And the young man comes with his face down. He says, just make me one of your sons. Returning to his inheritance. 
to come back under the authority of the Father. Because when he left the Father, all that he owned also diminished. But when we come under the headship of our Father, then all is ours. He was a son to begin with. Then he became a prodigal son. He was a son but prodigal. Because he had a prodigal spirit, unteachable. Unteachable spirit. Amen. A spirit where he knows it all. Where he thinks his father and mother, they are backwards. Young people, I want to admonish you this morning. Listen to what your father teaches you or your mother teaches you. They know that the world has nothing for you. The far country is very cruel. The devil is not a user, he's an abuser, abnormal user. He will wreck your life and throw you into a trench or a dustbin when he's done with you. Flee to Christ. Flee to safety. Oh, then with his face downwards. Sees his father says, Oh, why didn't I meet someone else first? And he moves, and the father is waiting patiently because he can see the returning son. Born a son, became a prodigal son, a lost son, now he's a returning son to become a restored son. He's a son all the time. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then the father hugged him and then he begins to make a confession. But as soon as the father saw him, he knew my son, something has changed in him. I don't need to hear him. I don't need to hear his repentance. He has already repented that that's why he's coming back. And even if the message is the same, there are people that backslide from the message. They don't want to see any believer. They don't want to hear the pastor. But one day when the pastor sees the guy, the brother knocking at the door, the knows something good has happened to us. And he begins to confess to the Father. Father, forgive me. I've sinned against you and against heaven. The Father was not listening to that. He knew the Son had already repented. Said to the servants, a fat cow. Bring a ring. Bring a new rope. Because there had to be an exchange. There had to be a trade in. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And there he was. He had to let go of the old tattered garment. To receive a new robe. Take him, wash him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Bring that robe, that robe. Put it upon him. Take those old tattered shoes. Give him new shoes. He had to be willing to let go what he has come with so that he can get something new in the Father's heart. My brother, when we come into this message, it is not bring your own. We let go our old tattered garments of righteousness. We let go our ideas. We let go our thoughts. We let go even our cultures to acquire a new culture of the message. We let go of foreign language to receive a new language. We have to let go the way we were dressing to acquire a new way of doing it. It's a total surrender, my brother, my sister. It's not bring your own. Why you come with what you have and you keep it? But give it all to the Lord. They give him a signet of authority, a ring. 
back in his father's house a restored son back to the original landmarks back to his inheritance blessed be the name of the Lord oh but there was an elder brother let us never have the elder brother spirit eh? what's this what's happening here no, your brother who has lost. He says, Father, I've been with you all along. You never killed for me, not even one cow. Now, this son of yours, this thy son, not my brother, he doesn't say my brother, this thy son who squandered his inheritance has come, he made a big feast for him. Oh, let us rejoice when a prodigal one returns back to the house of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, my brother, my sister, we have an, a real inheritance. Incorruptible inheritance. There is a land beyond the river. Oh, walk across Jordan and possess your inheritance. Well, I said, enter into God's rest. Oh, the King Pharaoh has no power over you. Babylon has no power over you. Amen. You are in a new land, a new place. Thank God for the message of the hour. Thank God for the revelation of the seven seals. For a new land has been uh, brought to plain view before us. Lord bless you richly. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes. Amen. The pastor comes forward. We can sing, uh, I believe we can sing the song that says, mm-hmm. I know whom I have believed. Mm-hmm. I know whom I have believed. Mm-hmm. If we have it in the system. But I know whom I have believed. And persuaded. That he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against the day. Do we know the song? How many know the song? I'm not a song leader. I might, just, I might make you lose the taste of learning it. <laughs> so maybe we can just leave. See, because he leaves. I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he has
Let's just sing another worshiping song. I think the word has gone forth. I wonder how many of you here that realize that they were beyond the borders. That they were beyond the line, the landmarks. The way today says, if you are beyond the borders, if you are beyond the landmarks, you are not protected. You are vulnerable. The enemy can attack you at any time. The answer is not just to pray beyond the border. It's not just to pray beyond the landmarks. But it is to return within the borders. It is to return to beyond the landmarks. You know yourself. You know your difficulties. You know where you are geographically. Maybe the word was simply saying, Where art thou? This time not saying Adam, but God calling your name. That's why we sang and say, coming home. And that's why we say, Jesus is calling. I say, make your way to the borders. The son never changed the title. He was a son. He became a prodigal son. And he became the returned son. Irrespective of where he was, he was still a son. Irrespective of where you are, you are still a son. Irrespective of where you are, you are still a daughter. But a son has got to make an action. A daughter has to make an action. You are the one that must stand up and remember where you used to be. Standing in the need of prayer. Let's just sing it. With our eyes closed. It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the
the eyes still closed. Maybe you've got a parcel that you signed for. It's never late for you to erase the signature. You can still write and say, return back to the sender. That disease is not yours. That problem is not yours. It originated from hell. It must be sent back to hell. But you must have the willpower. You must be the one that is pushing back and say, this is not promised for me. We can pray for you that whatever the devil sends your way, it must be returned back. As we have heard, you have been promised the joy. You have been produced, promised happiness. You have been promised eternal settlement. Every good thing that Christ died for on Calvary, it is yours today. But you must accept it. Only believe. Let's sing.
this morning you can indicate by raising your hand say Lord I need to be remembered in prayer some needs reconciliation some needs healing some needs settlement some needs salvation I'm here to declare that the God that can provide all of those is here and he is passing this way accept him if you can touch the hem of his garment he will grant you a heart's desire I don't know about you church but I declare that whatever disease that is in the building is gone I declare that whatever problem that is in the building is resolved I declare that whatever sinner that is in the building can be reconciled because the specialist of impossibilities is here. We have heard from him. He's confirmed his word. All you've got to do, believe it doesn't need money it doesn't need it doesn't involve any cost it needs a believing heart just say I believe and I receive because Jesus is here let's continue singing it that we are put caring, Father. Yes. 
And Lord, after you have spoken to us in this manner, we humbly approach the throne of mercy, O God. Yes. Asking for that which is ours, O God. Thank you. For the messages declared unto us, O Lord. And we know where we have been positionally put, O God. That the devil, whatever he might try to do unto us, O Lord, he is a liar. He was defeated on Calvary that day, O God. And Lord, we are coming after that which is ours, O Lord. Oh my God and my Lord, we would like to thank you for this day, O God. We would like to thank you for revealing this, this way, O Father. That, Lord, we were in your mind. Father, whatever you gave us today, whatever we are seeing today, O Lord, it was given unto us before we were even created, O Lord. And therefore, we have got the right, O Father, to go after our health, O Lord. We have got the right, O Father, to go after everything, O Lord Jesus. Yes. Oh my God, we want to return back to the mind of God, where we were in perfect health, O Lord. Where we were not sinners, O Father. Yes. And Lord, we claim, O Father, Hallelujah. In the name of the mighty God, we claim our healing. We claim, O oh Father, our salvation. We claim, O oh Lord Jesus, our perfect sight before you, O oh God. I'm coming with these brothers and sisters, O oh Father, yes. with their hands uplifted, O oh Lord. Your eyes can see what is in their hearts, O oh yes. Father. And this morning, this afternoon, O oh Lord, I'm telling the devil, O oh my God and my Lord, that he may back up, O oh Lord, that your children, O oh God, your precious gifts, O oh Father, may receive whatever is due unto them, O oh God. Whatever the devil has robbed them from, O oh Father, whatever the devil has stolen from them, O oh God, my Lord and my God, may your peace, O oh Father, submit unto them. That our joy, your joy may be full, O oh Lord. You are happy to see us with all those things that we need, O oh Father. You are happy to see us enjoying good health, O oh Lord. Yes. Father, you are happy to see us with bright faces, O oh God. Yes. You are happy to see us without any sin and iniquity in us, O oh God. But Lord, the devil has hated those things unto your children. And O oh Father, we have been told that there is still a chance to unsign or to erase those signatures. Maybe we had accepted that it's ours, those passes are ours. But in this light of this message, O oh Father, we refuse, O oh God, yes. what the devil has given us, O oh Lord, through the lies of this world, O oh God. Father, we claim, O oh Lord Jesus, our perfectness, O oh Lord, before your eyes, O oh Father. May you bless the brother that has ministered unto us, O oh God. May you bless his ministry. May you bless our pastor, O oh Father. Yes. Everyone that is standing here, O oh Lord Jesus, my God and my Lord, may we receive, O oh Father. Oh, my God and my Lord, you said eyes have never seen, ears have never heard, oh God, what you have in store for us, oh yes. Lord. And oh Father, we take this opportunity to pray even for the afternoon service, oh yes. God, that more of your blessings may be revealed, oh God, that we, you may break us loose, oh God, that you may remove every stashiness, oh God, from us, oh Lord, that we may be able to realize and to receive that we have, which you have sent us through this minister, oh God. We thank you for our pastor. We thank you for everything, oh Lord Jesus. We, remain, we, we put back all things unto your hands, oh Father, for your perfection and for your glory and honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 How many were blessed by Pastor Kumumutsi? And how many are coming back to hear him in the second session? 
Amen. How many are coming to hear him in the second session? Amen. Don't miss second session. It was a start. We will get into the thick of things in the second session. Amen. Transport should never make you miss a service. I've got troops that can help you. Can the elders of the church raise their hands? If you've got a transport, let the hands remain. If you've got a need for transport, those men will sort you out. We don't care where you come from. We will drop you at your gate. Amen. Test us on that one. We don't care whether you don't know us. You will direct us where you stay. But we will take you there. As you are breaking, if there is a friend that you left home and say, tell the friend, let's go to the house of the Lord. They say there's more things to come. A state of expectation is an environment for miracles. Come with expectation. God is God and is still able. Let's worship him. I have a father. He knows my name.
will be back here at 3.30. Since Obuya Lana, we have fast three. That uh, the song service will start at 4 o'clock. Amen. In between the services, just pray for the second service. God should continue outpouring himself amongst ourselves. We are having great expectation, Muruti, for the second service. We are blessed. Amen. We feel like we are climbing the ladder. I believe by the second, uh, at the end of the second service, uh, the rapture will be on the rooftop. The devil will be the most disempowered person. We need to despise that creature and refuse whatever he says. Refuse whatever he gives us. It is, it is Jesus, there is nothing that he can't fix. 330, we are back. Four o'clock, we start the song service. And the second song that we sing, that will be dismissal one, it will be Amen. Amen. In its full version. Amen. God bless you. And how many have been great expectation? I've even lost my appetite for my lunch. Amen. I'm very much yearning for second service. I man shall not live by bread alone. That's the scripture.
la mano. Sí, sí, sí. 